Listen up, Gotham. This is Batman. Tune into the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warmhands. And if you don't, I'll be coming for you. Hey, everybody, it's the Dark Knight of Rap, Sammy Warmhands, and this is the Bat Fanatic podcast. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ben and Evan. But first, I've got to shout out our longtime sponsor, Radar Toys, right here in Eugene, Oregon. You can go to RadarToys.com, get free shipping in the U.S., and save an additional 10% using the code BATFANPOD. Support your local comic shop, all right? Now, this is our 40th episode. It's pretty exciting. I never thought we'd get this far, to be quite honest. We're having a great time with it. We're continuing the martial arts theme of this season two with Jason O'Mara's first time, I believe, donning the cowl. This is the animated film that introduces Damian Wayne. This is Son of Batman. When are we going to review Fortnite? There is a Batman Fortnite thing that exists. Everyone is in Fortnite. Someone was telling me to, I don't know what it is, watch or... I don't, I, give yourself play? over to yeah just look it up on youtube and there'll just be like videos of somebody playing as this character or something oh, okay i'd still want to like sam in person playing the video games and then ben and i can just review you playing video games <laughs> <laughs> he keeps lifting the controller up and moving yeah. it from side to Guys, side like that that's a great idea look at this shit he just threw it across the room <laughs> He's in his boxers and long socks. He insists on playing like this. Fully aroused. <laughs> <laughs> now who's got the pillow on their lap, huh? <laughs> All right, this is Son of Batman, the animated film from 2014, directed by Ethan Spaulding, written by Joe Lansdale, story by James Robinson. This is starring, as I believe the first of many times, Jason O'Mara as Batman, Stuart Allen, Thomas Gibson, Marina Baccarin, who uh, we know both from Gotham and uh, Deadpool, of course. And Firefly. There you go. And Homeland. D. Bradley Baker, Xander Berkeley, and the brilliantly cast Giancarlo Esposito, Sean Marr, and David McCallum as Alfred. This is composed by Frederick Weidman. Initial thoughts on Son of Batman, continuing our martial arts world of the bat. You stare at me when you say that. <laughs> You're closer than the screen across I thought that was there. just a dig because I'm always saying, like, I like the martial arts stories. No, this is my idea for the season is that's kind of the direction we're headed. I think that you need to make more of an effort to include me since Ben is so close to you. <laughs> don't, you don't need to look to Ben. Look Can you show him your butt again? Do I widen my eyes when I look yeah. at you? We're so far apart. Perfect. Yeah. Sold. Normally I have the phone right up by my face, but... I was thinking for a second that I'm I'm always really impressed by your guys' ability to... Sam, you always remember album titles and you're good with years. You hear that sounded as a compliment for both of us and then I just switched over to a compliment just for no, you. No, That's I how was, it should be, I think. <laughs> Shut up. I'm addressing individual categories. I was trying to praise you individually on different things. Mm. So, the, you know, you're saying actors names and Ben's like this show, this show, this show. And for a second, I was coming down on myself like, oh, wait, I can't remember stuff. I can't remember <laughs> these things. You should yeah. come down on yourself for that. That's You suck. <laughs> yeah, but it's not true. Instead, they're full of like anime directors' yeah. names. And yeah. Like, I'm just, Artists. I don't remember the things that you're remembering. I just remember. Others. I remember Pretty Lady was in this show and in this show. And also. <laughs> exactly. All right, now do me again with more compliments. <laughs> But yeah, initial thoughts on the film. 
Oh, it opens up with uh, ninjas training at a compound, so good that's start. good for me. Yeah, I was thinking initially, oh, shinobi headbands. And it was making me Naruto. think of like, yeah, it was making me think of Naruto. And I was like, that's, but Naruto isn't the one who made these things up. And so there's oftentimes ninjas who have headbands. And then I thought all the way back to Ninja Gaiden at the arcade. And that is very much like the hood, the metal head plate. I was thinking, what inspired this look of ninjas? Yeah, it's a classic ninja thing. But I don't think you can discount the Naruto connection just because that's like the biggest ninja thing in the last 20 years as far as global sales. And people who are like in their 20s now watch that show when they were a little kid. Would not know what Ninja Gaiden is. No. I was just thinking of like the Foot Clan do they have the forehead guards, though? Yeah, it's, it's the plate, though. You wear his symbol on your brow, you know? Yeah, it's just, you know, you can have different looks. You can have the COVID gator that pulls up from your neck. <laughs> you, could have, you could have a hood, no plate, but the metal plate, though. I don't know what that is, anyways. It's like a ninja star blocker for your forehead. Yeah, it's a forehead protector just for, I guess, things that could hit your forehead. But I think oh, all the ninja stuff when we were younger was all the, the more simple a cloth hood, yeah. a cloth mouth, yeah. uh, mouth covering, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts out with some dope action, and you got these helicopters attacking this compound, and I was instantly pleased with how well the helicopters looked and how well they looked together with the animation, because that's a big thing for me. Yeah, especially with the DC movies, I think maybe when they were investing in launching this, you know, because this is in the first few movies around... Under the Red Hood, Year One. You this know, one that this we're is, talking about? This is 2014. Okay. So, I mean, this is about four years into it, I think. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's still earlier on versus nowadays where it's like stop motion frame rate. You know, stop motion frame terrible. rate, obvious CG objects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this one, yeah, visually looks looks great. There's a lot of action and it's very smooth, I found. They hit me with the violence really early, too. And not just slashing the enemy, but there's blood. You like get shot in the head right away? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's guns, there's swords. It's given me specifically because they're in that kind of like standard gravel courtyard area and Talia is running around on the rooftops. Yeah. Sam it makes me think of this first episode of Samurai Shampoo where they're about to be executed and then they end up on that little wall roof structure and he's running around and that Talia is doing some dope stuff like that. Well, let's uh, get into that here with the story. We open with Raz al Ghul. Uh, of course, they're giving uh, the, the Raish pronunciation. I forget which one's Her- uh, Hebrew and Arabic. I said Arabic. Um, I, yeah, I forget which one is which. So, so this is just a few years after Dark Knight Rises? This is, yeah, yeah, two years after Rises. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Raz expertly cast as Giancarlo Esposito, who most of us know, but famously as Gus Fring. On Breaking Bad, he's just a brilliant. Famously, actor as the glasses such, guy and do the right thing. Such a yeah, exactly. Uh, he's also uh, Lex Luthor on the Harley Quinn series. Pierce Hawthorne's dad in Community, or uh, half brother, excuse me, <laughs> not dad. Uh, so yeah, he's great. And that, how does it make you feel, Evan? Do you feel like a piece of uh, shit, worthless that I don't idiot remember, who can't remember okay, things? That's okay because you stuff. just drop some anime shit and I just shut up while you're doing that. I don't, I don't chime in on those either. So. Overseeing the League of Shadows shampoo, you know training, he sort of sets up for who I believe is unnamed at this time, but young Damien, that 
this will all be yours, you know, like that. Everything old, the light touches. Yeah, will be exactly. It's like that old joke of, uh, you know, the dad in the bathrobe uh, uncrossing his legs real quick and saying, son, someday this will all be yours. And the league is quickly under siege by G.I. Joe Cobras. Talia fights them off, as you mentioned, sort of on the roof and, and sends Damien off to hide. She's going to be the protector. And she is wearing the most impractically zipped <laughs> coat or whatever she's got on. It's a cat suit. Yeah. Uh, just the, uh, yeah. There's a lot of titty for as much as she's flipping around there. She must have them taped in. Yeah, like a red carpet dress or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. She's runway ready every day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've heard a lot of girls talk about how it's just, it's hard to find something that fits just right. And if it fits here, it doesn't fit here. Yeah. And, yeah. I, imagine I can relate. Much, she couldn't yeah, zip it, it all the way. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's like, especially with like a full body jumpsuit, it's got to fit your ankles and your knees and your thighs and your butt and your hips. What's the chances it's also going to fit around your titties? Yeah. Or like she just has a big rib cage and it just, it's not going to close. Yeah, I guess uh, the league just is lacking in tailors, you know. They have four cat suits, so if you're not one of those sizes, <laughs> here's the standard, she's the only woman the standard there. issue garb, yeah. So, Roz takes on a smaller faction inside in the hallways of this place, and Deathstroke reveals himself as the, the man behind the attack, essentially, and, and they face off head-to-head uh, -head there sort of as a distraction because he's busy with the sword play. Meanwhile, they all fucking dive out the window and they bomb this place from one of those helicopters that Ev was mentioning. Uh -huh. And Roz actually does get blown up. And this this is kind of setting the, the tone, just like with, with Ego and yeah. the guy shooting himself in the head. Of like We watch Roz actually burn up and his fucking skin melt off and it, just, it was so grotesque that for a moment i was like oh did he is that some kind of armor on it's like oh no that's <laughs> the, that's the remains of his skin yeah and like that's his oh. pure muscle form that's pretty nasty it's like watching a pork rind try to crawl to some <laughs> green goo puddles <laughs> what couldn't that have been the title of this movie yeah <laughs> pork rinds green goo puddles It'd be maybe the subtitle, <laughs> yeah. It's a little long for the main marquee. People would not have gone to see it in theaters. No, no, nobody's hiring me for this stuff yet. What's going on? I like that here when, when Deathstroke comes and stands over Roz and he's about to make his final kill stroke with the sword, that Damien jumps in and... You know, Deathstroke is not somebody really to fuck with, and this young kid, I love how this is the first time we see him in action. He comes at Deathstroke and even takes a cheap shot and stabs him in the fucking eyeball, and I'm just already impressed with this kid, because I'll admit to you, when this came out, I remember seeing it on the racks, like at Target or something, and I was like, son of Batman... I'm not a big fan of Grant Morrison, so I hadn't re read the stuff before. And I was like, are they just fucking that desperate for ideas, man? I was like, that looks fucking stupid. Or like the fifth sequel to a Godzilla movie. It's like Son of Godzilla. Yeah, really. And so <laughs> it took me a while to get around to it. And I think they eventually had it on Netflix, and that's where I saw it a, a couple years back. And 
I was really impressed just right out the gate. Like, okay, this is way cooler than I thought it was going to be. I like the character of Damien. I think that's a neat... Yeah. Because he's already had a bunch of surrogate sons, and you've done the first one who's an acrobat but pretty well balanced, the second one who's all fucked up and that didn't work out, and then the third one who's like a genius detective. Yeah. So we've had those. So what are you going to do for his actual son that's interesting and unique? And I think making him sort of akin to Cassandra, who we talked about recently, is what's interesting about him because he has that background yeah trained from birth by the best fighters and assassins in the world and given that mindset on top of it exactly and having his mother be talia who's like also a really cool character yeah. very capable being the grandson of Raish, just like it's a a really interesting choice of elements to form his son out of yeah and i think it pays off and i also like that this story Although with um, with Deadshot, Deadshot is like one of seven DC characters that they always introduce as like the greatest assassin in the world. Yeah, it's like Deadshot and Shiva, Shiva and Cassandra Kane's dad, whatever Kane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other guy who wears a full head thing but shoots Will Smith. And Deadshot. <laughs> Deadshot. Yeah, They're Deadshot. all like the best assassin in the world. Yeah. But this being another like taking things that we know and creating their own universe out of it. Because mm-hmm. in this one, he doesn't have an eye patch yet. Yep. Apparently, he was trained by the League of Assassins also. Yeah, and sort of their rogue member who kind of fell out. And, and, and this attack is him trying to take it over. It's kind of a coup. Yeah. And some of that, there's other elements in this story, and also some of the other stuff they do, seems like them looking at the movies and going like, well, that was a neat idea, so we'll just kind of take that because people will be familiar with it. Yeah. And also, it's a good jumping off point like with Bane being... A League of Shadows guy. Yeah. Like they're, they kind of lean on that, but not in a way that feels um, unoriginal. That makes sense. I hadn't really put that together, but I also, again, I'm not familiar with the, the source material on this, so I don't know how much of it's from that. Yeah, during their fight, I was thinking I didn't realize that that's how Deathstroke became a pirate. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> no. Like, that character's from the 70s at least, I think. While you guys were talking and, and you were talking about the difference between Damien and these other Robin characters, I was thinking that it's interesting that these multiple Robins are all kids who aren't his child and yeah. he raises, but he wasn't raising his own child. Yeah, that's true. And and that's actually a great, a great segue because the way that this ends is that they... You know, Deathstroke, once he gets stabbed in the face, retreats. Like a bitch. Yeah. How did he go out? He went out like a bitch. <laughs> Little iced tea for you. But they track down Roz. He's not where his body was left. And he had crawled, dragged himself into the pit, but fell short a little bit. And so he's actually fully dead this time. And Talia is very matter-of-fact on a grieving Damien and said, let's go. It's time to meet your father. And I stopped my notes right here and just in all caps, what an opening. Because, I mean, this is only five, ten minutes in, something like that, that we've already seen this much. And I am so impressed. <laughs> yeah. Not impressed. Superman not <laughs> yeah. impressed. Yeah. Thanks, Henry. Yeah. I will say there's an interesting thing with the animation and the overall direction of the scenes where like comparing it to Soul of the Dragon, where like on average I think the animation on that is worse than this 
or less uh-huh. consistent. But nothing in this, and this is not like a big criticism, but nothing in this matches the level of that flashback Shiva fight scene. Because it's like the choreography in this is good, but the camera work is never super um, exciting well, yeah, or out there. Soul of the Dragon had a little closer to that Ninja Turtles crossover action, you know, where it was really elevated in the fight scenes. Like they, it's like when Birds of Prey brought in, like, okay, we need to spice up the action. Let's bring in the guys from John Wick. Can we shoot a <laughs> sequence or two with these guys? You know, like they, they're really learning how to do action well. Yeah. But I don't feel like this is dated or anything it didn't, because yeah, of it. It didn't really suffer, but because yeah. we had just watched that, that was on my mind a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Like, man, that was good. Because we just watched Batman Ninja. And, and <laughs> oh, that, that's too well, far. I was thinking like, that's God, too that's too far so gone. Though by the time you get to the end with Damien and Deathstroke again, I think that that ending fight is oh, super awesome. good. Yeah, the choreography is fantastic. It just it doesn't have some of that really interesting camera work, which maybe yeah. that's also a budget thing or just like computer graphics make that easier later on. For sure. And it could also just be the, the directorial style, you know, because mm-hmm. this, I don't think that... What music videos did this guy direct? Ethan <laughs> Spaulding, I don't think this name is someone that we have come across yet. So. It's like the tennis ball company? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the exactly. son of the mm-hmm. heir to the fortune. Yeah, Stephen Spaulding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Batman crashes a burglar... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hamburglar. I'm gonna start that again. That's so funny that I fucked that up because I always give for our whole lives I give Anne shit that's like the one word she can't say. She says Burglar. Burglar. Yeah. Anyway. Batman bounces in on some bodacious burglars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he comes across Croc, who's committing a, a burglary at the time, and he looks a lot more like the lizard or something from Spider-Man. Like he's grown a tail and all this shit. He looks way more animal than man. And it's apparent that he's stealing these like mutagens. Talia actually saves Batman here, which speaking of going out like a bitch, it was sort of like when a henchman too easily takes out Batman. He was about to die in the animated series or something. I was like, just looking at missed opportunities for him to do something and he's just sitting there. I thought at least there would have been a thing after Talia tases him where Batman would have got up and like revealed he had a little thing that he was just about to use or yeah, something. Yeah, I'd be like, I would have been fine. Yeah. I was trying to pump him for information and you ruined it. Yeah, What yeah. do you want? But yeah, she just like tases him, I think, and she says, I'm the only one who can bite you, which is a good enough line, but it felt more like a Selena line or something. I don't know. He likes the same woman. Inconsequential. But this would have been more Catwoman if it was a like a huh, getting a little soft in your old, or like like some kind of insult dig. But that seems like more of a Catwoman thing. I like how Croc looks, and in my notes I wrote reptile, but I was thinking lizard. Yeah, like like Spider Man lizard, and and then as you're talking, you say lizard, and I'm like. Who the fuck is reptile? And it's from Mortal Kombat. Like I gotta, I gotta look it up while these guys are talking. Reptar from Rugrats. Oh yes. Yeah. What a dumb way to name characters. <laughs> this is wombat. Or I'll just call it the animal. This is, is Wolverine. What a stupid name. Was it? Uh, was it us who were talking about, or somebody sent the link of the? Uh, 
what if I told you there was a blind guy who jumped around the city oh, crime, I've seen that. and another guy who uh, and he used echolocation and another guy who was a rich billionaire who fought crime in his free time and if I what would your reaction be if I told you which one's called Daredevil and which one's called Batman yeah I like that <laughs> so Talia reminisces with Batman about essentially having her way with him there was sort of like as she pours him a drink and he doesn't want to take it and it's like yeah remember last time when you fucking roofied me and but he's also like <laughs> like it was awesome though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't remember a wink yeah so she kind of catches him up on the the opening sequence there with the the deathstroke coup and Roz being killed and then she introduces, oh, circle back to that thing you mentioned about that night. Um, here's when your you child. you your seed in me? <laughs> yeah. yeah Ooh, don't say it like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here's your child. I think it's just worth mentioning in that scene when she's like seducing him in that hot dress, that Damien is just standing behind the curtain <laughs> waiting. For, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, mom's just being mom again. When are you going to get to me? I'm right here. Yeah. I'm going to go fuck your dad, and then um, you come in after we're done. <laughs> Do you think Damien get him all worked missed, up <laughs> when Damien finds out that his dad is a billionaire? Do you think he's like miffed that he wasn't hanging out with him the whole time doing billionaire shit? Or I bet that you, he's been- I bet you the league has tons of money, and he's also been like the only thing he cares about is being the best at violence, and that's it. He seems pretty yeah. well indoctrinated. I mean, when they do get to the cave. You know, Alfred's showing him around thinking like, you know, like I've done this with the other Robins that have come around and, you know, they're always like, wow, right? And he's just like, another little boy in the mansion, goody. Yeah, Damien's like, it's smaller than I heard it was. It's, okay, so get me tea, and here's all the weird fucking requests. Yeah, because yeah. I don't want your your cheap ass poor person tea. Give me something. Good. Actually, the uh, best the best line is is he goes, "You have only one servant." Like yeah. I heard all this shit about you. Like, okay, I guess you're not as balling as I thought. I don't have any servants. He's my friend. Alfred offers him warm nuts and a hand towel. I thought that was weird. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was a joke or like because that's like he's his, he's the bartender serving him at the bar. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, I didn't get it. I just he's like, a servant. He's like, you look at yeah. me as your servant. I just i I took it uh, like I'm not classy enough to understand this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a first class passenger experience. I'm back here on coach. Yeah, I'm not white collar enough to ever be served these hot nuts. <laughs> cold nuts in a cold towel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, just give me that sloppy towel. <laughs> that part where like. Damien is being the turd to Alfred, and I like that Alfred is sassing him a little bit. And then after they part ways, Alfred comes into the Batcave, and he says, I've been released by Master Damien. (laughs) I miss him already. Even before when they go there, Batman's like, we're going to have company. And his line was, a sleepover. Oh goody, you know, like oh goody. His delivery in this is fantastic. I I mm-hmm. love this Alfred. Super dry. Also, like that's the beginning of the recurring bit of we're gonna take the car back to the cave and Damien just immediately going, I'll drive. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's mm-hmm. like, no, he's like, yeah, I yeah. know how to drive. It's, it's like that no. doesn't impress me, child. <laughs> it's not what we're here for. It's in driving school. Uh so Bruce does not believe that Roz is dead. While he's looking into that, we see Kirk Langstrom is kidnapped and his family as well by Slade, Deathstroke. And we get Damien's Edward Scissorhands 
training montage with the katana in the garden. Uh, it seems like things are sort of accelerating a little bit now. We're kind of glossing over little bits in here, and it's starting to pick up the pace a little bit. I would be mad about that. Yeah, he fucked shit up. I was like, you yeah. think those grow back in a day, you son of a bitch? Yeah, he's rich, but I'll still be mad. How old is Deathstroke that he has white hair? I don't know. Maybe he's like Ted Danson and it just happened early, you know? Mm. Steve Martin. Yeah, that's true. Let's name more famous celebrities <laughs> with Anderson Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Brown. Yeah, damn it. I was going to say Doc Brown. Yeah, that's crazy, actually, because Back to the Future came out like fucking 30 years ago. I'm not sure that's Christopher Lloyd. Five years ago. Did he actually have white hair then or did they dye it? I don't know, but how did he it? play an old man so well back then that none of us questioned it? He looked you know? old in taxi and he was young in taxi. So like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've been old at heart, uh, but not necessarily like visually. I don't sell yourself short. You're pretty old visually too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I only first just started getting a little silver in the in the beard hair recently, but I guess the balding. Yeah, that's yeah. what does it. Welcome to the Three Balds Talk Batman <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, that's a catchier title. Yeah. yeah, missed opportunity right there, buddy. Yeah, I never really thought anyone else wouldn't get it when I just had that my screen name was uh, Bat Fanatic but spelled Fan Addict, and, and I never thought anyone would ever say it out loud. And when we started the show and everyone pronounces it phonetically, I'm like, oh, it didn't work. Well, how do they say it? Fan addict. Everyone says fan addict. Oh, it's supposed to be bat fanatic'd? No, it's just fanatic. Like, have you listened to the show? <laughs> We're doing a show. Yes, actually. <laughs> this will be broadcast to other beings across this the globe. This microphone? Yeah, this thing pointed in your face. <laughs> I just thought it was a fetish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so something kind of phallic, and this is just how we talk as friends. I can't look at you unless you have this thing in your face. <laughs> what is this furry mesh on the end? That's weird. All right, so... Damien hacks into the computer in Bruce's office at work and then hacks into the Batcave computer. He's trying to locate Slade and take his revenge. He's very determined on this. And, and I think there's even some Alfred commentary of like, <laughs> remind you of someone? Yeah, this dude is on a quest. Batman catches Croc and investigates this mutagen that he was stealing and and as always there's all only one location left where it could possibly be right and so he goes there and, and finds a fully formed man bat he tears croc's tail off casually yeah one gross two makes it look easy <laughs> he it wasn't it attached like a... very well or maybe he's one of those lizards you know where they grow back well i was thinking more like when you see in the movies that they, they'll grab the tablecloth and they'll just <laughs> whip their hands and pull everything out from under and you're like, wow, that's really impressive, you know. That's immediately made, where your mind went. When it's he all in it. the wrist. Oh, yeah. yeah, he made it look really easy. I was thinking like snapping a carrot in half, but it, he made it look more like string cheese. Yeah, you know, it, was that, it, string. Was, it was that soft, you just plucked it right off there. Also, a wound that large, I think that you would bleed out of because I bet his tail is like <laughs> like twelve inches side to side. Yeah, but he's got that like hybrid blood that helps him heal, like the lizard. Well, and he yeah, it coagulates in his butt. He yes. mentioned the tail was new, so it made me think that the tail was like like plastic surgery, 
Well, no, I think it's part of this this mutagen stuff that he's been so a seeking out and being exposed to it. Yeah, that's why his face is all gnarly and he's got the fucking tail now. And- well, I'm going to stick to it being like a, like an anole or a, one of those little lizards where the tail can come off. Mm. Yeah. But they just run away. Yeah. Gotcha. I do know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I used to pull the tails off you of animals psycho. as a child. <laughs> Good lord. That's terrible. I wouldn't do it. I would hang out with people who did it. It's not oh, the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Uh, also, I just learned about it because being a kid and animals and stuff. Yeah, it's their defense mechanism. Now, I did want to point out some... In case some, they get burglared. Burglared, yeah. Some <laughs> so, cool... Uh, so many burgles, their tails. Batman action that is not fighting. It's sort of like Sub-Zero or something where he's kind of having to rescue. He finds Man-Bat and then the whole lab gets bombed by a drone. And quick bat thinking, he sees the water tower up there being Gotham and all, throws a few little uh, sticky bombs to it, hops out of the way, and you know the water comes down. And I like that. It's the death of the family thing. We're like, no one knows these caves better than me. <laughs> I know there's a water tower on that building. And there was a finite amount of puddling right above us but i thought this was a, a a more effective version of that i really liked that but now that white knight has put it in my head all i can think about is like the cost of property damage <laughs> flooded the entire how, top of that building yeah exactly how water damage is so terrible in structures the cost of replacing that water because that was like drinking water for everyone there see i have yeah. issues with the landscaping problem but i don't really have issues with this one because the fire department is going to come and blast it all to hell anyway. So, when you said water tower, I just had a, a thought of like, mm, it's a shame we didn't get a quick cutaway to a seventy-year-old man going, "He's going for the water tower." <laughs> oh, that's right under Wayne Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Damien tracks Ubu and has this katana-wielding fight with Wolverine claws on Ubu that uh-huh. is pretty fucking wild from the apartment down to outside across the street Damien fucking leapfrogs across the tops of moving cars I mean everything they've shown from this kid is like okay this is a superior level yeah when Ubu just struggled to get through it and obviously he's bigger but he's nowhere near as agile or nimble yeah and that he just jumps on the cars and makes it look like nothing yeah he's just so impressive in every scene and Nightwing pulls him back right as Damien is about to, to finish him off. We This is the second time we've had someone about to be basically beheaded or run through, and another character swings in and says, nope, we're not going that far. Nightwing's costume looks awesome. Yeah. They barely showed him, so I can't quite picture it, to be honest. Uh, you got to look it up. It's dope. I like it. There's a little more to it than the standard, like, just spandex suit with the symbol on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. When they go back to the cave and Alfred's stitching up Dick's injuries from that little confrontation, he just about tells Damien to go fuck himself. Like Uh Both him and Alfred are like, this new kid is the worst. (laughs) You know, they're flicking each other's shit back and forth, but he's like, yeah, and why don't you go? And Alfred was like, fix some supper or something. You know, he cuts (laughs) him off with some innocent other F word there, and uh, I, I like that a lot. Agreed. Don't curse in front of this little murderer. He can't handle that. <laughs> Swear words bad. No, he's just like, don't piss off the fucking angry rodent over here in the corner. He'll bite you. Yeah, don't poke the bear, I guess. Then we get the Robin suit reveal pretty quickly after this, and we see Damien all uh, suited up. I always 
like the Damien suit style. I think pretty much anything from when Tim Drake was created on, we have pretty good I like Robin his comment suits. on that suit. Damien looks at it and he's like, hmm, a little effeminate, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little bastard. <laughs> Flashback to young Bruce at the Coliseum as they head in there. He's having memories of, of going there as a kid. Batman coaches Robin to look before he leaps because he's just ready to charge in and fuck shit up. And he's like pointing out the security cameras. You know, they're, they're watching. They're ready for this kind of shit. But he uh, throws Langstrom, I believe, through a wall and completely blows their cover. So it's just not... He's like, I'll get it out of him. <laughs> yeah, there's no... It's also very Jason. It really is of him just being a hothead. And, yeah, and he's like 10 I mean, it makes sense. You'd think that these uh, young children warriors would be a little more mature. <laughs> yeah. So well, uh, well adjusted. Yeah. He does a similar thing in the opening scene too, where he's told by his mom to just hang tight at the yeah. entrance of this building behind a pillar, and, and somebody's gun ends up on the ground, and and he oh, yeah. snags it and starts capping people, but he just doesn't listen to people. You're right. That is the first thing that we see is. Uh, him shooting people, isn't it? Yeah. He has, like, <laughs> running down the stairs, just popping people Yeah, up. I think that was the real tone-setting moment for me. You're right. The little kid killing a bunch of guys with a gun. Not your grandfather's <laughs> Robin. Move over, <laughs> Burt Ward. <laughs> There's some new blood in Gotham. Son of Batman. <laughs> fuck you, Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Nightwing. <laughs> so, as they're escaping here, they find an army of man-bats. That was a surprise. It's, I yeah, guess, sort of the, the Batman, Superman, um, army of clay faces, or no, army of doomsdays, that's what it was, mm -hmm. that we saw. Well, and in that last book that we read, there's your random panel with, like, Roz at the end with the sniper rifle and the man bats behind him, and we're oh, like, yeah. what's, up yeah. with, uh, what's up with Fool and all his... So what are we missing? How does <laughs> this dude have... What, how does this dude have all the man bats? Yeah, why is that... Why is that even his goal or an interest of his to have a bunch of Yeah, honestly, I don't know if the, like the Croc Langstrom subplot here is not really essential to anything, but it sort of gives them something to team up on while the greater story unfolds, you know? Yeah, uh. but it, it probably could have not been there. Yeah. It was an excuse to have those characters in it. Yeah, they're probably just thinking of like, well, who don't we use a ton, you mm. know? Everyone loves Man Bat. <laughs> Reptile. Yeah. <laughs> Batman detonates the roof as they're swinging out. They both, Damien and Bruce, they grapnel out of the room, and there's a hole in the roof that they're going through. And as all the Man Bats fly after them, he detonates the fucking roof. And you see these big metal structures crumble on top of it. And I was like, we don't kill Damien. <laughs> all dead. Yeah, they're all dead. But don't stab that guy. They are Those weren't men. All they were dead. bats. More bats than men. Yeah, it's sort of like one of those, you know, Suicide Squad had the, what are we shooting this army of monsters? I'm like, those were people? We just killed like 50 people? You know, like. Yeah, they're not people anymore. It's fine. One Bat rule. Batman kills monsters, you know? We saw Soul of the Dragon. Langstrom reveals that Roz hired him to make 
these super soldiers, and he felt that he couldn't safely turn the man down. You know, if this dude shows up in your house, he probably knows any way to get you to do what he wants, so you better just fucking do it. Batman and Robin track down the Langstrom family and rescue them, and the daughter slips a message to Damien that came through Deathstroke, essentially trying to separate them. Langstrom produces an antigen under Dick's supervision, and Damien disappears just as Bruce realizes that Deathstroke now has Talia. So a lot of things moving very quickly at this point. It's interesting how they, they spend a lot of good time on certain scenes, and then they really just gloss over some shit real fast. Yeah, they could have leaned into the Deathstroke Damien thing more, the conflict between them, or like Deathstroke, his history with the League of Assassins and why he wants it or why he resents them. There could have been more of that instead of That's man bat stuff and all we, that. We I don't mean, see a lot of the old flashbacks with Deathstroke and the League. I mean, that's like one of my biggest cons of this is just like all the man bat stuff and all that middle stuff is just, it feels like they were trying to do something visual at the sake of the story. Yeah. Robin confronts Slade at the Lazarus pit and Talia is shot. Batman shows up as those two continue scurrying off and, and fighting. He decides to stay and rescue Talia. We're underwater at this point? Yeah. Yeah, we're in the underwater Lazarus. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. well, how did you not mention that? We are... We're, we're in an underwater a big offshore compound. Yeah, and this and yeah. while this is while this is happening, they're on this big oil rig thing that begins to flood. This is where we get a three jokers shot of a shark eating a man bat. Yes. <laughs> cool. I like that. Which again adds nothing, but you sure love to see yeah. it. I can never see a facility like that and not think of the most banging theme song ever, and that is the intro to C Lab Twenty Twenty One. I'm sorry. When you said uh, most banging theme song ever, I thought you were going to say uh, the X Men animated series. <laughs> mm-hmm. The true. No, no, I'm better, actually. Give me a couple bars. Yeah, I don't know that uh, one. It's very light. And when uh, you're looking for me, you better check under the sea. Cause that is where you'll find me. Underneath the sea, underneath the water. This just in, this video flagged for a copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> so Gordon machine guns these antidotes into a swarm of man bats. They had that tech ready. Yeah, yeah, buddy. This is bordering a little on the absurdist Gordon that we see in the Harley Quinn universe where it is just like crazy off the rails shit. So he like, flew to Europe with them? <laughs> yeah, that, the this is sort of out of nowhere. I didn't think about it, but I neglected to mention the crossbow arrow turret. Yeah, Because when I first saw it in the beginning, I was like, that's dumb. But then I thought about Gert Guts from Berserk and how he has a little... Arrow but that's because they don't have bullets in their universe. Not, they don't I have that know, technology I, yet. Yeah, but I was like, I, I can't think that that's stupid and like this other thing, so never mind. But then I didn't make the comparison about the... Um, the Antidote Gatlin antidote gun. Antidote needle Gatlin gun. Uh, yeah. They're, they're both a little silly. But in the beginning, it does have a little bit of the 
Steppenwolf on Themyscira thing where you're like, <laughs> how are you simultaneously the best warriors and have the worst weapons? Like, how? I get it. Swords uh-huh. are awesome, and that's cool that you can go toe-to-toe with gun-wielding enemies when you have a sword, but also having a gun (laughs) would make the whole thing a lot easier. He probably wouldn't have died. You could do do a lot with a hammer, (laughs) but like, if you don't have a tape measure, you can't just lay out all your hammers and think that that's going to be close enough. (laughs) Eight and a half uh, hammers long, okay. Yeah, you need a little bit more of the right tool for the job. So yeah, Damien catches up to Deathstroke for the sword fight that you mentioned that you know looks really nice visually. At the same time, Batman pulls Talia out of the pit. She's fine, apparently. No Jason Todd effects here. I do like how when she comes back and also the uh, Batman's watching the footage of Roz coming back previously, mm-hmm. everybody, when they come out of it, is screaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not a good time whether you come back like Jason Todd or not. It seems like it's rough. Yeah. What happens? What does that feel like? Is it? In well, your they're head? ripping it- your soul out of heaven. So that's like a Buffy thing where, like, I was in heaven and I was happy, and then you pulled me back into this meat bag. Mm. It's upsetting and it's painful. A, uh, it's not like a chlorinated pool in your eyeballs. <laughs> that's why they're screaming. Open yeah. in there. <laughs> I think that but was like, uh, done on Gotham, actually, that Roz had this plan that. Um, there was a certain way he needed to die with this certain sword, and Bruce had to be the one to do it, right? And it's this big, crazy fucking thing, and he does die, and then later someone brings him back, and he's like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, why? I had that whole... Did you not hear how long I had planned that shit out? And so, yeah. I guess I'll just hang out here now. God. Uh. Yeah. Come up with another fucking diabolical scheme. At the cabinet shop, you'd get up all these mini cuts on your hand that you would kind of forget about, but then go to put the hand sanitizer on and just <laughs> yeah. sting it. That's, I think, the Lazarus pit is like that. Head to toe. Uh, yeah, all of them. Damien ends up showing mercy. He gets the drop on Deathstroke here, and this is where we get kind of our first inclination that, okay, this could be a Robin. This could work, actually. Because Deathstroke's sort of like, all right, finish me off, kid, which is something a grown man should always say to a child he just met. It's like, it's what your grandfather would want or something. You know, exactly. He would do. And he says, I'm my father's son, too. And he doesn't do it. And I really like it. And then they leave Deathstroke to drown. (laughs) That's another one of those, like, I don't kill people, I just let them drown. (laughs) I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. (laughs) Actually, you do. Same thing. Conroy would do it, yes. And then, yeah, the whole thing fucking explodes, and uh, Deathstroke, I guess, drowns, and Talia <laughs> leaves Damien in Bruce's care, and roll credits. Uh, that also felt a little bit abrupt. I'm not sure what else it needed, but maybe a little epilogue or something. And that's the end. It was good. I mean, I actually, like I said, I think it could have used less or something else instead of the middle, because the entire... I mean, this is really the cons of it for me, the most of them. It's just that... Well, let's just fucking skip ahead. Okay, what do you want to do? Your fucking Easter eggs? Or, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. I like the art. The art is real nice. Good colors, everybody. The nice fights, drawing. The fights, you know. Um, well, I think it is interesting. In the beginning, they kill Ra's al Ghul. He's literally at the edge of the pit. And they don't bring him back. 
Yeah. That's yeah. a good choice. Well, and also I like that they don't spend any time, besides talking to Damien, talking about Roz is bad and his outlook is bad and everything he did was bad. There's almost no time. <laughs> they could have took They're out some bad people and <laughs> talked about <laughs> no. that instead. Yeah. But I mean, you see that in the whole Batman trying to get Damien away from the way he looks at everything, and that's part of it. But there's never any like, Ra's al is a bad guy and he did bad things. There's none of that, yeah. which is kind of nice because the story doesn't need it. But that would have been really easy to lean on that. Yeah. Or trying to turn Damien against his mom in a similar way. Like, she raised you poorly. Yeah, she should not have her titties out that whole time that you're just <laughs> yeah. walking around the house. That's weird. It was bad of me to be seduced by her and bad of you to be bored by her. <laughs> but I like that because that's another one of those Batman things of like, he gives certain people passes when he wouldn't others. He's like, yeah, yeah you guys are just uh, fucking psycho assassins, but you're really good at it. And, I, and you're kind of hot, so whatever. They have an odd relationship, just anyone in that camp versus the Bat camp. I think there's sort of like a... Professional respect. Yeah, but it's it's uh-huh. it, it creates this weird like ceasefire truce thing that like they just agree to stay out of each other's way, but they don't necessarily endorse it. You know, it's like well, Batman would be like, "Do what you do, but stay out of Gotham, and then yeah. you have to deal with me." Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Like kill people in Cincinnati, <laughs> and I can't, I'll I've never en- hear about it. I have enough to do here. Yeah, wherever you want, just just leave me out of it. Yeah, as long as your global takeover doesn't have anything to do with Gotham City, then I'm totally fine with it. All right. (laughs) It's just that little line again, because they're doing a lot of the stuff that he is doing, too. Like, I have goals, and they require violence. But, like, okay, Batman thinks that he's doing something good. They think that they're doing something good. They just also kill people. He doesn't kill people. He's not an organization. They are. They're pretty similar. Yeah, and, and really, Batman it's... likes a forehead metal plate. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into. I don't have any Easter eggs personally. Do you guys? I have one Easter egg, and it made me very happy. You brought a single egg. You haven't touched your notes have, the whole time. I have four lines of notes, and I'm just gonna bring up this one. Yeah, those other three lines are superfluous. Well, so there's <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> it's just scribbles. I I want you to think I know how to write. Um, <laughs> This isn't the best one, but there's one when Damien's attacking the topiary with his sword at topiary. Wayne Manor. What is that? Yeah, good. The, the, wow. the foliage animals. You know, oh, the trees okay, that grow okay. into things. Okay. He's fighting them with the sword. And then this is like, so far, Bruce hasn't been very negative towards him, but he also hasn't been very like warm or like, good job, son. Fatherly. <laughs> none none yeah. of that stuff. He's like, but, oh, great. I am the father. Thanks, Maury. Oh, Fuck. No, but when he's watching him through the kitchen window kill the plants... He like smiles and he's like, what does he say? It's like, I can work with that. He has talent. (laughs) It's like violence fucking rules. He's good at violence. (laughs) I like this. Alfred's like, you see this fucking asshole? And he's like, I sure do. (laughs) This is great. I can weaponize the fuck out of this child. (laughs) Rethink this. But my real Easter egg is when uh, Damien attacks a boo-boo, a bobo? Ubu. Ubu. Ubu has two escorts with him. And Damien says, leave, harlots, yeah. which felt like a direct reference to RoboCop with uh, Red Foreman coming in and going, bitches, leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And you can't tell me that every person who made this movie hasn't seen RoboCop. So. <laughs> That's funny. He is, Kurtwood Smith is the best, meanest fucking 80s villain, man. Yeah. And, and that is tough competition. But yeah, that's a great callback. I like that reference. 
mine is barely an Easter egg, and it's just that when Gordon is shooting the Gatlin syringes, <laughs> it made it made me think of Star Wars and Family Guy Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. And how he shoots the stuff in the Millennium Falcon and he says, don't get penis kid. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's uh, the same contraption they used to build the pool full of syringes in Saw 2. <laughs> ah! <laughs> he shot a big yeah. gun into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, industry crossover. Yeah. They're like, can you bend the needles? Like, how would you do that? You'd need a certain <laughs> velocity. Oh, I got it. Call Jim Gordon. Pros. Fine, I'll take it. Story. Okay. I like this story. Again, there are a couple of, of you know things that we could point out as flaws that might weigh it down, but I think that it's much better than the premise would allow. Like, if you just say to someone, check this out, it's called Son of Batman. He has a kid he doesn't know about who comes to live in Gotham. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, god damn it. Like, just put your fucking time <laughs> and money into something good. It seems like it could be a, uh, like a 60s Batman story and like be a lighthearted that's hard being a dad no yeah, it's like you've read dick grayson you've read jason todd you've read tim drake you've also read in the future carrie kelly now get ready for the how many is it fifth robin it's like jesus christ this is not what i want but it was so much better than it sounds the designs are really good i like the way the characters look but ultimately, it's just the way that they sell this idea in a believable way. It, it, it's like what Carlin would say about an offensive, quote-unquote, joke, um, where he's like, I find where the line is drawn, I deliberately cross it, take some of you with me, and make you glad that I brought you along. It's like, I'm going to do something that is maybe not the best idea, but I'm going to do it in a way that you are glad that we did, and I fully am happy with this project. I think it could be a good thing to have your expectations a little bit low, because then maybe the bar for success is also lowered simultaneously. So then if they even kind of pull it off, you're like, cool, better than I thought it was going to be, yes. even if it doesn't compare to something else. Yeah, if I walked into this thinking phantasm, I'd be disappointed. But if I walked into it going like, well, that sounds stupid, then, yeah. <laughs> and it's actually If you walk good. into it expecting Batman Ninja again. <laughs> well, yeah, like if, exactly. This exactly. is Batman Ninja. This is real what? Batman Ninja. What? That that other one we watched is Batman anime. Yeah, this, this is Batman, this is Batman Ninja. Ninja. I like that. Yeah. yeah, good point. I think that this looks better even than some of the more recent stuff that we've watched yeah, uh, fully. based on design and, and animation. Ben was, you're right in your hey, noting. Like I the, like to be right the most. You already got uh, your fucking yeah, compliments you tied again. The, yeah, you didn't talk about the fight scene choreography, so that, that doesn't apply here. But the ending fight was super dope to me and particularly brutal. Demi gets his, both of his arms oh stabbed, my God, yeah. uh, that was against rad. the tank and then and then somehow like pulls his arm off it also and pulls his arm off the dagger because he can get it off yeah. and then uses that hand to remove the sword from the other arm. Yep. Damn, I might have There's... been taking notes in that part. <laughs> oh, fuck. That fight scene is worth watching again. I mean he gets his like elbow punched or kicked in at one point. It's rough. What do you think his pediatrician thinks? <laughs> he doesn't His pediatrician is a one hundred twenty year old. This is a guy who got shot in the head at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah. He's not here anymore. Okay. <laughs> They're having this Another one of those like gangplank fights. Also, where are there like no OSHA regulations in these <laughs> spots? Like, how are there no handrails? Deathstroke gets Damien's sword and then he chucks 
Damien Sword, but then it gets re-picked up, and I was like, there's so many places where that would have been unreachable. You were very <laughs> lucky that that turned out how that turned out. The Batmobile and the Batplane look cool to me. Batplane? Batwing. Bat- Batwing, which is also a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really yeah, yeah. hate... I, yeah, for a second, I'm, uh, I doubted myself. I really hate that Running the out Fox's of names. name is <laughs> yeah. the plane. Yeah, that kills me. Those vehicle designs were tight to me. Bat leg? No. Bat guy. Bat wing. You know that's a thing, right? Uh, yeah. I kind of like bat wing. <laughs> you know that's a thing, right? <laughs> How many people know what it's called, Batman? I don't think anyone will notice. Let me have this. No one will notice. Yeah. I'd say pros, the, just the tone of it. Like you said, I mean, it establishes what this is very quickly. So there's no like, like, is this a kid story? And then halfway through, they start murdering people. It's like, you know right away, okay, this is, this is the kid is murdering people. So this is good. You're right. No like dark twist so in the middle. Is, yeah. Where you got to run your kids out of the room. <laughs> Cons? I mean, all the man bat stuff that I started a little bit checking out with all the Kirk Langstrom stuff and the man-bat stuff and them getting stuck in the tube. Like, it was too much. And the whole plot element of needing to make a vaccine yeah. was also... A little too on. close to home right Yeah, now. yeah. Well, no, it was just that it was like... That could have been interesting and useful if the man-bat thing had been established at the very beginning and maybe was more of a primary concern. Yeah. But that's established halfway through, and it's still not the prime conflict. The prime conflict is... Now rescuing Talia and stopping Deathstroke. You know what it is? It's the cloud seeder of this movie. I feel like it's worse it's like than why? that. why? Three quarters of the way through, he's like, can you make a vaccine? Yes, I can make a vaccine. Okay, good. And it happens in 30 seconds. Yeah, oh, wait, it just, it's uh-huh. pointless, and it's, it's, I didn't like it. And anytime I saw a tube full of man bats, I was like, this is fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the tube of bats is a little silly. It does just get a little bogged down, and I found myself like whoop put down instagram pay attention dickhead mm-hmm. i found myself like looking up the actors to see like other things they had done or yeah there's also a really big pro that i wanted to say that i forgot you motherfucker if only i had wrote this is evan's job <laughs> backtrack yeah i forgot to talk about that picture four weeks ago when i was at the store i wanted no it's just that i like this because this has i like this because this has good art and no i I, all the voice actors there's no holdovers from other stuff which is great because it it let me accept this and invest in this as its own unique batman story and world where i wasn't like jason omaro's done a shitload of batman but they're all in this world and i feel like this is maybe the only one i've seen i haven't seen many but just that there's no kevin conroy there's no mark hamill and i love those guys but it just feels like its own unique thing yeah and this guy his voice actually reminds me of like if kurt russell was batman (laughs) he would sound like this it's a thinner voice it's a little gravelly yeah he's not really shouting very much i like him but it's definitely a more subdued batman you know it's not as robust baritone it's not as gritty but he makes for a believable Batman, if you like. He seems like a more realistic version of it, you know. When Ben's talking about tone, I do like it a little bit better when if we're watching Soul of the Dragon, I just kind of instantly felt like anything goes. Okay, (laughs) this is martial arts, but it's mystical martial arts. fantasy martial arts. And if it's got Ninja Turtles, then I'm just, okay, (laughs) straight up, whatever happens, um, I'm okay with it. This one I felt like was going to be a little more realistic. 
But then when you start interjecting the science... Man-human hybrids. Yeah, then that gets a little weird when I think that you really could tell a story that was just martial arts based and had to do with these assassin entities. And You even could have done a similar type of thing, like some sort of super ninja, super assassin, super soldier thing, but just having them be man-bats. Man-bat is, a, is one of the things that like makes Batman interesting or, or unique is that when he, they do those kind of characters, they do it once, yeah, and it's like a, some kind of tortured guy, and you feel some sympathy towards him, and you understand it, and that's it. It's not cool when he just becomes a fleet of Mortal Kombat monsters to fight in the sky. Yeah, it's yeah. a Mr. Freeze, it's a Clayface, it's a Man-bat. They have their lane that works for that type of character. That's bordering on a... In a Zack Snyder Batman movie, he would fight an army of man bats with, <laughs> with the help of some, some sidekicks or yeah, something. Yeah, in the DCEU, the third act would be the swarm <laughs> of man bats. <laughs> it is one of those examples of turning what at times has been like the focus of an episode or the focus of a storyline and then turning him into a bit role by making dozens and dozens of them. Yeah, that's worse than a bit roll because now he's just like, there's yeah, a ton there's of a them. Ton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't think so. I, I really enjoyed watching this and I hadn't seen it before. Um, and in a lot of ways, it was nicer looking than some of the things that I've seen since. Yeah. Trifecta Detective. Does he discover anything really? Yeah. You know, he tracks down, rescues the Langstrom family. You know, he tracks Slade. There's a little bit, but there's not a ton. Super ninja. Lots of ninja stuff. Yeah, yes. Particularly the Damien stuff. And anytime he has a sword, he's like holding his own in a standoff with a 400-pound muscle-bound guy. Even if you're like the best at fighting, physically that doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> yeah. I still landed on the side of that's cool, I'm okay with it. But it doesn't, mm-hmm. like, you, that shouldn't work. You're not, you're not strong. You're just skilled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can't like bridge those gaps. You, what and what does that look like? Perfect leverage lets you. Hold yeah, on. yeah. Exactly. He could sword fight the Hulk. Come on, yeah. man. Only the best angles. Yeah, no child is ever as strong as an adult is. That's just how that goes. Trauma. I don't really think this is super relevant here. You no, know, it doesn't really show up at all. None of the stuff with his parents or that this is his son, which that could have been an interesting thing to talk about or deal with. Like, oh, you have a son. Yeah. How does that make you feel? What's your relationship like? Yeah, and that, they could have really explored that stuff a little bit deeper if we didn't have the side story. And it's not like this is called Son of Batman. It's not like that's the point of this. Yeah, no, this is uh, Damien's big adventure. That's what it, <laughs> right, yeah. A lot of times it seems like, with the exception of Mask of the Phantasm, Red Hood is pretty intense. But they seem pretty intent on just making these like animated action movies and not really exploring some of the content, like some of the deeper, more personal content will be left for the books and these animated features will just be, uh, just a ride. Blockbusters. Yeah. I think that's a fair criticism. Yeah. What do we think for ratings? I was going to say a four, but then after listening to you <laughs> negative Nancy's, I, I think I moved it down to a th- maybe a three and a half. I'm going to say two and a half, and I want to be clear again, not that, it, not, that, not that anyone gives a shit, what, who cares what numbers I say about this stuff, but so that's a five out of ten, and so that's like worse than an F, like you'd fail high school if I gave you a two and a half out of five. Yeah, that's, but how, I don't, that's how I read them. I don't mean it like that, I just mean it that 
Because like I gave that to um, the last detective comic story that we did yeah. about Orphan, who is one of my favorite characters. If you think this sounds interesting, maybe check it out because you might like it a lot. It just, I don't care about it that much. I don't really want to watch it again and not like, because I hated it. I just, it was a fun little ride, but it didn't change the way I look at any of these characters. There was nothing super engaging or unique about the action in it. Ben needs to fully climax before he arrives in the four or five territory. Once or twice. It can't just be once. It oh, needs wow. to be like two or three. No, but it's a two and a half to me is not you failed high school. That's not what I mean to say by it, but just my overall reaction. It is. Though. It didn't bring yeah. that much out of me. You are the reason that even the greatest movies of all time don't even approach a 10 or something on IMDb. Like, there's nothing even close to a 10 on there nothing the greatest shows of all time it's like wow this has a nine that's crazy but i think it's worth <laughs> noting who theory? cares fucking citizen kane is, is sitting at an 8.3 out of 10 it doesn't matter you, you can know, still like, love it and still think that... it's the best thing ever it doesn't it's i'm not measuring it as a two and a half in the sense that like a measurement of the work they put into it to me that's a measurement of how that made me feel that's all i'm gonna rate it i had written a three and i think i will actually go up to a three and a half because it is Particularly the beginning and end, I think, are very, very strong. And I would put that, if a three is the bare middle of the road, then I think it's a it house is, without a roof. I think it is a little better than that. <laughs> the, the water runs sometimes. No, the three is a fucking, it's just a fucking house. You know, a five is your fucking Wayne Manor, right? And then uh, a one is your cardboard box, and that's Batman Ninja. But, yeah, I, I think it's uh, probably three and a half. Uh, we're all sort of in a similar range on here of this is a a good middle of the road animated film if people like this or if the characters in this are interesting it's worth watching the judas contract animated movie mm. that's a teen titans movie and it's a re-adaptation of a like a teen titan story from the late 70s or 80s but in this version because of the way the timing of it works damien and deathstroke are key players and their relationship is key and it's actually more interesting in that than it is in this I will check that out because I'm sure that's on HBO Max. I think I've seen it. I think if anybody likes this, they should check out Ninja Scroll by Yoshiaki Kawajiri. Maybe watch a couple hundred episodes of Naruto. Couple hundred, yeah. Just to see if yeah. you like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before we go, I want to do a little reveal here that our next episode is going to be back in comics. And look what's out. Earth oh, 1, nice. Volume 3. That's beautiful. Ooh. Just came out this week. For all you people who are listening to this a month from now going, when the fuck did they record this? Yeah, so Earth 1, Volume 3 is out with very little fanfare. I just happened to see someone post about it, and I immediately went to Brad Anderson's social media and was like, oh, shit, yep, it's out there. So nice. pick that up. It's the book that we constantly compared to, having reviewed it so early on. That the whole first season, that was like the thing. Like Earth One. Yeah, Earth I like one. what they did here, but you remember when they did <laughs> Earth One? It was well, what cooler. About Jeff <laughs> yeah, and so I'm really trying not to project my expectations here, but I'll be interested to see if we like Volume Three as much as One and Two. Spin around yeah. like 20 times, so you're dizzy when you start it. So you're just a little, your your brain is a little worse than it would be normally. I think I would enjoy it less if I was about to throw up in the creases of the pages but your cynical expectations will be lowered because you'll be focused on your nausea you just try to channel the feelings that you felt when you saw son of batman on the shelf at target and apply those (laughs) to your prior reading of earth Earth one volume Volume three Three. it's gonna be fucking stupid (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> yeah, another Batman. Be- oh yeah, God, he's starting over again. I wonder how it goes. I wonder what happens to his parents. But here's the thing: that volume two, and I don't remember what it is. I just remember that there was a great cliffhanger. There was like a, Cat- a, taste, a taste of Catwoman on like one page, and I was like, oh, fuck, and then just like it it never came back. So I don't know if this is the end. I kind of hope it's a, a, a trilogy, and this is like... A strong fucking, ending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see if, if Jeff Johns summons his Earth-1 energy or if he summons his three Jokers energy. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> just repeat your negative mantras repeatedly. And lower your expectations, and Hold then your breath. there's no way this can live up to the hype that's only been set by the three of us, apparently. Exactly. Just repeat it to yourself over and over. This is Robin. Thanks for checking out the Bat Fanatic podcast with Sammy Warman. All right, that is our show. Thank you guys so much. As always, 40 episodes going strong. I hope that this will be the last time I have to mention the technical difficulties. Uh, this was recorded the same day as uh, Batman Ego. I know it's probably a little more audible this time, so I apologize for that. But we have recorded the next two. The show must go on. And we will keep the martial arts theme as well as this DC animated universe going. But as promised, we've got to go into volume three of the Earth One series by Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, John Sabal, and of course, the talented Brad Anderson on colors. So pick up a copy, do your homework, and we will see you next time for Earth One, Volume 3.